guys, welcome back. It's Ollie here, one of the physios at Transcend Health. And I'm just here to introduce you to a little sort of bonus episode that Duncan um, gave. It was a talk that he gave to a number of small businesses about how we at Transcend as physios approach pain. Um, it's a nice little sort of supplement to episode one of our podcast, which we released a few weeks ago, talking about um, sort of types of pain and how to manage them and what they actually mean. Um, so there'll be a link um, to some slides that accompany this presentation below and I hope you enjoy what Duncan has to say as a little bit of a supplement to episode one and as always feedback's more than welcome you can find the details on the website enjoy the episode obviously uh, things are changing a lot at the moment in the world but one thing that isn't changing is uh, people still will have pain um, of all different kinds. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how to understand what's going on with that today. Um, and also how we are still able to help people get moving, keep active, keep fit and get out of pain, um, even if we're, we're locked in our house with, uh, with no equipment. Uh, firstly, just want to say how, how absolutely proud I am of our team. Uh, we have banded together so much in the last 48 hours to release uh, Transcend Online. It's a completely integrated platform with uh, Microsoft Teams, Facebook, uh, interaction, daily challenges, um, a whole heap of stuff to keep everyone moving. So if you want to know a little bit more info about that, feel free uh, to give me a call. But on to the rest of the slides. Um, and the big question is, what is pain? Now, it's very, very complex. The current definition goes something along the lines of, it's an emergent experience based around the context um, that we perceive and pain is the output of that perception. Now, I just want to quickly say that does not mean pain is in your brain and it's completely made up. It is completely real. It is more accurate to probably say it is of the brain. Okay, so the pain in your knee is in your knee, but it's based on a whole heap of things that um, come together much like a puzzle. So we're going to use this analogy now to kind of understand it a bit more. Um, a whole heap of things that are going on both in the body and externally, how you consciously and subconsciously perceive that will then create the uh, type of pain, the amount of pain, um, and the entire experience that you have. So these pieces of the puzzle that you can see on the screen are some of the things that can influence this. And there's obviously the middle piece there that's a big question mark. And this is to represent just what we actually don't know. In terms of, of medical professionals, pain is still a very, very unknown world, um, although we are getting a little bit better at it. So, um, you know, you might see stuff on scans and there's actually a lot of studies that show that people can have changes on scans and no pain at all. There's also a lot of studies which show um, thing, a thing called the nocebo effect, which is the opposite to a placebo effect. That's where you, you get a scan um, or a doctor or a healthcare professional tells you this is out of place, this is damaged, this is wrong, and you actually start to develop symptoms related to that. If you hadn't had the scan, 
they hadn't given you that information, you actually wouldn't be getting as potentially getting as much pain or definitely, and this is what I see, I think more commonly is it wouldn't be impacting your life um, as much as it currently is. So um, diet, things like diagnoses, scans, they are important. They're definitely part of the picture, but they're, they're not the only thing. We try not to, especially when we treat people here, we try not to zoom in on any one piece in particular. We obviously need to acknowledge it and we do. Um, but what we try and do is show them the other pieces and often the ones that they can have more control over so that they can, can get moving, get back to life. Um, and that's a big part of why we can deliver this online because a very, very small percentage of what we actually do as therapists is hands-on. The actual real magic happens in showing people how to move increasing their confidence and increasing their their understanding and i think we're going to see that develop more and more in the future and i think it's going to be escalated uh even further now that we are we're having this experience so this might be something that's uh, quite interesting and potentially quite positive um to come out of this whole whole scenario um we'll move on to the next slide so there's a lot of myths and misunderstandings uh, around pain, basically. These are a few of the ones that I often come across um, with clients. And now I just want to start off by saying they're not wrong, okay? Um, pain, for example, can equal damage, but at times it doesn't. So what I want to do now is just really quickly um, show you some different perspectives on some of these and perhaps where the research is showing um, that we need to, as healthcare professionals, start to change how we deliver our message so that the general population actually is more empowered um, and this burden on society that is chronic pain um, can actually start to, um, start to reduce. So, for sure, Damage is, um, is a potential factor in the pain experience. When you roll your ankle stepping off the gutter um, and you tear um, or damage the ligaments, uh, a pain response will definitely ensue. And now the big majority of that picture at that point in time is to do with inflammation going on um, and the awareness that the damage has happened. The big one is when you've had something like an episodic um, painful experience that comes and goes for really no apparent reason. So this is often common with low back pain, neck pain, but, but anywhere in the body it definitely occurs. But definitely neck and back are, are real common, common places for this. And this type of story will be something along the lines of it's been coming and going for years. Um, it seems to maybe get worse. They're not usually confident with what makes it worse. They'll say, oh, I think it was because I slept bad or I think it was because I'm sitting more. I think these are, these are all factors, but there's not actually what we would term a mechanism of injury. They didn't fall over. They didn't get um, hit by something. You know, these activities of daily living shouldn't be... Um, causing us damage and they really the evidence shows that they really don't this includes things often like picking things up and whatnot um, another one is uh, massage loosens my muscles 
So this actually could be applied to any manual therapy. We now know that we don't do anywhere near as much changing of physical structure. So that's um, aligning joints, loosening muscles, um, X, Y, Z, when we do our hands-on techniques. They are very useful for helping people in pain. Um, but what they're really doing is, again, creating a new sensation for the area or creating an awareness of the area within the brain so that then the perception that the brain um, has um, is that, oh, things maybe aren't quite so dangerous, um, I can decrease the pain response. So uh, hands-on and manual therapy is super useful still, um, but it just may not be actually doing what we thought it was doing, you know, um, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And there's a lot of research coming out about that. I won't go into the other ones, um, but if anyone does want to ever have a chat um, about the kind of misunderstandings around good posture, bad posture, that's a very interesting topic. Obviously, I mentioned pain is not in your head. It's of your brain. Um, it's how it interprets what's coming in to then send out uh, the, the pain signal to the area that you're feeling it in. Um, and rest is definitely not encouraged entirely, except in very extreme circumstances. So we should always be looking to start moving um, and, and not rest entirely. Um, yeah, I just realized that, that went really quick. Um, therapeutic alliance. So this is something I wanted to bring up. This is about how you get on with your healthcare professional. Um, really good studies show that that relationship is two times more effective than the technique actually used. And this is why, again, we can deliver this kind of stuff online because we develop that connection, we develop that relationship, and therefore can still get really, really powerful pain um, changing responses uh, via this kind of medium. Uh, Self-efficacy is the one uh, term we use, but self-empowerment is probably more accurate for you guys. Um, and that's about knowing things will change. How can I change them? How can I move forward, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this is the model that, that I kind of have developed over the last couple of years to progress people through. Um, basically, we move from what I call pain modulation uh, which is like your hands-on techniques and certain other really basic exercises all the way through to performance so that you can get out and keep living your life. Now, the bell just went, did it, Daniel? Yeah, you got about 30 seconds, mate. Okay. Sorry, I was actually going to run you through three different exercises for the lower body. Um, the, the work on this continuum to give you guys an experience of how we run our classes, um, run our workouts online, but it appears that time has beaten me to the punch. Um, so what I'll quickly do is, yeah, if you have pain, um, there are exercises that can get you out of it, that can then um, improve your motor patterning and movement efficiency. That's the facilitation phase. And then performance is anything up to being an Olympic athlete or being able to uh, pick your grandchildren up. Um, hopefully you all got something out of that. I will see you guys all really soon. Thanks.